0: This is the Build Wealth Canada podcast, episode number 42.
1: Welcome to
2: the Build Wealth Canada podcast, where it's all about becoming debt-free, accelerating your wealth, and taking control of your money. Now, here's your host, Cornell Schreiber.
0: Hey, it's Cornell, and welcome to the Build Wealth Canada show. Today, I'm excited to have Edward Kodenko on the show, who is the CEO of Questrade. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show or if you bought my investing course, then you know that I actually use Questrade to buy all my investments. So, when Questrade reached out to me about interviewing their CEO, I thought it would be a great opportunity to ask him the questions that I have and that I know a lot of the listeners have about their brokerage. So, for example, we talk about a if Trade will continue to offer the ability to buy ETFs for free. Now, this is a big deal because if you're primarily an index investor like myself, then ETFs are pretty much all that you're buying or most of what you're buying. And just to put things in perspective, so myself and other students of the course of the investing course generally buy about four types of ETFs every month, which at other brokerages would be around $10 a trade. So basically $40 total every single month. So that's $480 a year in fees uh, in fees saved every single year which you can now invest to grow your investments even quicker or have some extra guilt-free spending money and you know at the time of this recording there aren't any other brokerages offering the ability for you to buy ETFs for free so this is definitely a big deal and one of the key reasons that I actually signed up with Questrate myself many years ago. Uh, Now we also talk about how safe your money actually is with them both from a security perspective and what type of insurance they have in case something actually does go wrong. Obviously this is a big deal if you're currently with them like myself uh, or if you're thinking of joining as well. So that's definitely kind of a big question that I've always had and that I wanted to get his input on. And we also talk about using an online brokerage like Questrade versus some of the other brick and mortar banks out there, as well as what he sees changing in the investing world in the coming future so that we can prepare accordingly. And then lastly, we discuss the most common and critical myths and misconceptions that Canadians have that maybe holding them back from investing or at least from investing properly. And there's actually a lot more you know, questions than that, but I just kind of have to give you a bit of a snippet. Now, I will say that Questrade didn't pay me to have their CEO on the show or to endorse them in any sort of way. I personally just really like their site. I like their tools. And of course, I really like the free ETF buying because it saves me a lot of money. So uh, for years now, it's been kind of the, you know, the least expensive way to invest for Canadians that I could find. And they are what I've been using for all those years. So I feel very comfortable endorsing them. And now uh, with that said, they do have a refer a friend program where if you sign up using my link, you'll get anywhere from 25 to $250 for free when you open a free account with them. So you'll at least get $25 and you'll get more than that depending on how much you end up depositing into your account. And just to be transparent, when you do that, I'll get $25 just for referring you as a friend. So, you know, if you are going to sign up, then I hope you use my friend link as it'll literally cost you nothing. You'll get anywhere from, you know, 25 to $250 for free just for signing up. And it's a way that you can basically help financially support the show without actually spending any money so i figure it's a kind of a good win-win wherever everyone gets something so to sign up for free and get the 25 to 250 dollar bonus just go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash bonus and when you get there just select the account that you'd like to open and the friend code will automatically be entered there so basically we'll both get the cashback bonus automatically so that link again to get that is buildwealthcanada.ca slash bonus And now, I know that I mentioned the investing course earlier, so if you do want to learn more about exactly how I invest and basically how to be a do-it-yourself investor so you can actually pay the lowest fees possible on your investments in Canada, then you can go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. And last but not least, if you do have some questions about any particular stocks or ETFs, or just want to learn about some of the top stocks in Canada or see some model stock portfolios, then you can get free access to all of that research for a month by getting a free trial to 5i Research. And I actually have a special partnership with them where when you sign up for the free trial, which gives you access to literally all the research, then you'll also get a free one year subscription to Canadian Money Saver Magazine, which is Canada's largest personal finance magazine. So to get all that for free, you can go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash trial. It's buildwealthcanada.ca slash trial. All right, and now let's get into the show. All right, Edward, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Cornell. Happy to be here.
0: Really, really good to have you, and really want to ask you some of these
2: questions. I've been using Questrate for uh, for quite a few years, and you know, one of the reasons that I chose to use Questrate for all my retirement accounts is because you guys let customers buy ETFs for free, um, or or basically almost for free if we include the pennies we still have to pay in the ECN fees. So, is the ability to buy ETFs for free? Through Quest, trade something that you see your company offering long term, or is this more kind of a short term to midterm offer that's just temporarily being used to get new customers?
1: Well, we've been uh, offering uh, free to buy for, for a number of years now, and uh, we we see that uh, our our clients are really enjoying that service, and so it is something that we uh, we we intend to continue with. Okay, at that's this w- time.
2: Okay, that's what's wonderful. So, kind of, there's no no plans to to stop it anytime soon or anything like that. No, we have no plans uh like that. No. Oh, okay, okay, that's good cuz I'm sure it's not a you know an enormous money maker for you guys when you're offering to do that for free and everyone else is charging, you know. Like I think it's usually you know around $10, right? You if you go with some of the other banks for example, but but I, I guess you know you get the customers they they like it they, they get become loyal and then then you know so, a lot of people buy the stocks anyway as well right just as part of their portfolio and
1: then I guess you can
2: still get compensated that way too so
1: that's great I'm I'm really happy happy to hear that and in, uh, in terms of, I just wanted to clarify though sure. but in ter- in terms of the offering though uh, it, it could be where we we uh, don't make it as broad because right now I believe that we offer all ETFs available for free. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it may be that we, uh, we, we we pare it down in certain ways, or, or we, we amend that offer. But certainly, we intend to continue to offer ETFs for free. That's that, that's our intention.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. And if you were to change it, uh, and you say, let's say you restricted it to only some ETFs, do you think those would be more the broad market type ETFs? Or would you have a priority as to which ones you would want to keep?
1: We haven't uh, made that determination, but it's likely that we would keep uh, the, the, the the popular ones that uh, the, the clients uh, are holding in their portfolios to continue with that.
2: Okay, awesome, awesome. That's good to hear. And then one other thing too is, I mean, I imagine you guys get your fair share of you know potential customers that are reluctant to keep their investments. At an online discount brokerage like Questrade versus, let's say, one of the larger, you know, brick and mortar Canadian banks, right? There's there's something to be said, you know, people just some people just feel comfortable being able to go to their bank and, you know, speak to someone live, that kind of a thing. Can you speak a bit about the security that Questrade uses compared to some of these largest banks? How does it all compare?
1: Well, certainly. So when you compare investments at a uh, at a bank versus an investment dealer like Questrade is so uh, uh, clients can go and buy RSP products at their local uh, at their local branch and invest in mutual funds. And and uh, when, when they're doing that, they're investing, they're investing in with with a bank. And I, I believe that they are, they're only covered up to one hundred thousand dollars when uh when, whenever they they're, they're doing that or keeping that in a market money market account at a uh, at their local branch when you invest with an investment dealer like Questrade uh you, we do offer the standard CIPF coverage which is up to a million dollars uh per account not only that we have uh, additional coverage of up to another uh, additional 9 million so a total of 10 million dollars is covered per uh, per, per uh, uh, uh client gotcha. per account but um, we've been around for 17 years, and we have a track record of stability, and we've won numerous awards for being uh, one of Canada's best managed companies, and and, and so uh, clients surely, uh, for sure, should not have any concerns with holding their. Uh, uh, their funds
2: with uh, Questrate. Gotcha. So yeah, it's not like you're you're some new kid on the block that's you know launched the company this year and you're still working out all the security infrastructure and all that kind of stuff, right? It's been like you said, seventeen years, right? I, th- I think that, that kind of quells the concern that some people might have. That's good to know. Now, what if? I mean, on the, kind of on the subject of, of security, what if there was a scenario, let's say, where Questrade got hacked? I mean, you know, we hear about these kinds of stories in the news. You know, some companies' databases getting hacked. You know, passwords getting leaked, things like that. You know, not to say that. that that would happen at Questrade but let's say let's say you did or let's say somebody's account got hacked um, you know let's say somebody got a hold of my password so it wasn't even necessarily Questrade's fault you know somebody just got a hold of my password somehow whether stealing it or whatever you know and started t- taking advantage of that you know what kind of protection or insurance is provided in those types of scenarios
1: well we do have an online security guarantee we 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 do guarantee 100% reimbursement for any authorized transactions in uh, your Questrade account that uh, result in indirect in losses. So that, that guarantee is online and available for all clients to review. Um, we also provide our clients with regular online security tips. And we've also implemented a, uh, a feature on the platform where you can see uh, the last login within uh, w- within the application. So you can see when you've logged in last and uh, and and from where mm-hmm. and so the, the these are all things that uh should provide clients with with better peace of mind and and, and more security okay okay
2: Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. So even if somebody I don't know got a hold of my or stole my laptop, got in, you know, took my login information for Quest Trade, started you know trying to transfer that money out, things like that, even though it's not like there was a breach in Quest Trade security, it was totally my fault because I let my laptop get stolen or whatever the case may be. That you know I'm still covered under kind of under Quest Trade's policies in those in those cases, and I can actually get that money. I, I guess those transactions reversed. I guess is what would happen.
1: Well, if someone stole your laptop and they got access to your to, to, to your passwords, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm not sure how how, how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Whether the passwords were were, were left out, mm-hmm. but uh, in in a case like that, Questrade would not uh, would not take responsibility because it, it just opens up, us up for all kinds of, uh, of of fraud. It's hard for us to figure out um, who who is is trying to uh, maybe perhaps set up that a laptop got stolen or someone who actually got it stolen. Oh,
2: okay, and, understood.
1: And, the, and, the, and these are unfortunate situations that happen, but it, we do expect our clients to to uh, keep very secure passwords and to, uh, and, and, and to make sure they make, they make the passwords so complex that uh, they don't leave them out in the open for someone to get them. Gotcha. If a laptop does get stolen, it, we we don't expect that uh, a thief would be able to 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 know the the, the passcodes in order to get right. in. Right,
2: right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So is it so the coverage? I I guess then it's more if, let's say, your know, QuestTrade database got hacked and there was some unauthorized transactions that occurred on someone's account because of that. Is it more in those kinds of situations then that the coverage? Certainly. Opposed? So if it's yeah.
1: if it's QuestTrade's uh, responsibility is to is to secure. Uh, uh, the questrate infrastructure where where we do keep all the account information mm-hmm. and, and and if that does get hacked, then certainly we are uh, we are responsible. Uh, for that
2: okay gotcha gotcha and then i noticed too on the quest trade side and you know when kind of in all your marketing literature basically it it says there that quest trade has private insurance of up to 10 million dollars i guess it's for for its customers uh, for the their accounts how what what does that apply to because because before i think you said 1 million right and then coverage so like i see there's this other 10 million now as well uh, of private insurance you guys have so how does how does that fit into everything
1: so the million is the first million is provided by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund, mm-hmm. which is which is a fund set up by by the industry uh, for the benefit of all investors. Mm-hmm. The I, I did mention that we have an additional nine million. In coverage. Oh right!
2: Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And so so that nine million is private insurance that we take out for our clients' benefit.
2: Oh, okay. Understood. Understood. So that that's how, where the, the the ten million kind of total comes out. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, can you give us uh, kind of changing subjects a little bit? Can you give us a bit of an overview of the state of the online brokerage space in Canada? So in particular, what kind of trends and developments are currently happening? Where do you th- see things are heading in terms of you know, technology and innovation? And you know, ultimately, what can consumers like us expect in the coming years uh, in the industry?
1: So in terms of the online brokerage space, you've you've really got the uh, the large financial institutions uh, that are that are embedded in Canada and and Trade and uh, so Questrade is the largest uh, independent online broker in Canada and in fact we are the uh, the, the fourth largest in terms of uh, trading volume. Nice. as well. Uh, in in terms of what the landscape uh, looks like. Uh, we all compete with each other um, uh, fiercely for, for, for clients uh, by adding new features and, uh, and, and uh, services as well as well as making sure that the platforms are easy to use, and and understand. And so we're, we're you're going to continue to see uh, that trend con- to continue as the technology becomes better. New technologies come online. You'll 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 see all the online uh, brokerages adopting that technology inside of their platforms. Some faster than others. We think that we do it better than uh, than anybody else because we truly care about uh about our clients financial security Mm -hmm. gotcha
2: and now so kind of taking all that into account are there certain things that quest trade is really prioritizing for the coming years like you said you guys are basically one of canada's largest you know uh, brokerages Uh, what what are you guys really kind of prioritizing that you think will make a really big impact in terms of uh, you know getting new new customers and, and you know retaining your existing customers
1: well, we're really looking at how clients are using our our um, services, and what we're seeing is a, an accelerated shift into into mobile and away from from the desktop or the laptop. And that that's uh, that trend has has been accelerating over the last several years. So um, we we just launched a new mobile app uh, just recently. Uh, Several weeks ago, and we are going to continue to add more, more, uh, more functionality and uh, and capability to to that app. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
2: No, that's great. That's great. Let's maybe shift gears a little bit. Now, can you talk a bit about financial transparency and kind of the lack of financial transparency that we have in Canada when it comes to fees that Canadians are paying on their investments? So there's been a lot of rules that have come out. So CRM2, for example, comes to mind, you know, to help Canadians be more aware of the fees that they're paying, you know, especially when it comes to fees on mutual funds, for example. But is there more that Canadians should know when they are buying their investment just to make sure that they're buying it kind of, the you know, the right way and properly?
1: Well, you're quite right. So CRM two has come out, but what we've seen, and some of the early studies have have shown, is that Canadians are actually not reviewing their statements. Mm-hmm. So they're not looking uh, in enough detail as to the returns that they're making and the and the costs that are that are uh, on on their statements so what what Canadians really need to do is they really need to educate themselves as to where where these costs are coming from things like uh, embedded embedded commissions on and, and trailer fees on mutual funds mm-hmm. that are paid out to uh, to the in, individual uh, manager of, of, of the uh, of the funds um, there's still a lot of hidden fees that Uh, clients are not aware of that they really do need to pay attention and really uh uh read the fine print and those things are not even in crm2 yet gotcha
2: and actually i just realized too i mean uh, perhaps not all the listeners of the show are really familiar with crm2 and and what all. i I mean you and i are because we're kind of in this space right but uh can you maybe talk a little about what for anyone that hasn't heard of crm2 what what is it uh what, what was kind of the intent of it to help canadian uh consumers
1: so CRm two is a standard that the regulators have uh, uh, come out with that the industry needs to adhere to, where it uh, basically sets out the 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 rules between the client and and the broker. Uh, that govern their their investments and the relationship between them, and they want to make sure that uh, conflicts have been uh, properly disclosed, as well as all the direct, uh, all the fees that may have not been disclosed in the past. They want to make sure that all those things are disclosed very clearly and transparently to uh, to, to their clients, uh, and and this is something that the, that the industry is going to continue to do more and more. In fact, they're talking about a CRM three. And so we'll see what that has uh, that's, uh holds in store. Gotcha.
2: And do you, you mentioned a lot of Canadians, you know, because CRM two was supposed to make this really big difference, where it kind of uh, Canadians that didn't know they were paying these fees all of a sudden know that they're paying them because they actually, you know, that those fees have to be disclosed, and that's going to create all this kind of uh, impact in the market in, in terms of people, you know, going away from some of these higher fee investment products like some mutual funds, for example. Now you mentioned. You guys, you notice that a lot of people just hasn't made as big of a difference as maybe it was predicted. Is that, do you think, because some of that, you know, those fees and that information was kind of buried in these gigantic reports and, and people just aren't, you know, aren't going to be reading all this legal kind of fine print. Do you think that's part of the issue maybe?
1: I believe that is the issue. Mm -hmm. I, I, there is a lot of paperwork and a lot of disclosures. The clients, I think that have been conditioned to just click uh, yes, I agree. I accept without actually going through and uh, and and uh, making themselves aware of what is exactly in the text, and so uh, gotcha. th- this is really what's happened.
2: Yeah, I wonder if it's. Um... You know, kind of like with with you know credit card statements, right? Where you you know you, you read kind of everything that looks good, that's formatted nicely, but then there's all that kind of legal, <laughs> you know, uh, legalese on everything, right? But then people just get, yeah, you just get conditioned to kind of you know you're not gonna reread that every or you know read that every single time you get a statement. So I, I could see how how that could happen. Now you mentioned some you mentioned hidden fees. Now it, it's kind of one of the issues with Serum too is that not all the fees are actually disclosed. So even even though now you have a bit more transparency. With it, it's still not really a holistic view of all the fees that you're paying, and so some people are still, you know, misinterpreting or or, or not aren't fully aware of the fees they're paying yet because of that.
1: Yes, so there there are still some fees that uh, are, are embedded commissions, uh, such as embedded commissions and mutual funds mm-hmm. that are paid out that are that are not exactly visible in those statements. Mm -hmm. And so this is why they're talking about a CRM three. They're talking about banning trailer fees. They're talking about changing the way that, uh, online brokers sell mutual funds where they're not allowed to take a trailer because today many, many, many online brokers take, uh, sell mutual funds to their do it yourself clientele. Mm -hmm. But they uh, they still receive a trailer fee from the mutual fund manufacturers. Everybody other than Questrade, that is, because we have a uh, a product where we actually rebate the mutual fund fees back to our oh, okay. clients uh, for 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 a flat fee of the first twenty nine ninety five. We'll uh, we'll we'll take off that rebate and the rest that's over and above that we actually rebate back to the client. Gotcha.
2: Now, is that the, the Portfolio IQ service that, you, that you're you referring to, or is that just is that something else?
1: No that that is the our uh, a maximizer product. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So Portfolio IQ, uh, now that you mentioned, is our fully managed portfolio service where it is uh, you uh, a client would go online, fill out a, a questionnaire that asks them all the different levels of uh, of, of risk tolerance that they have, mm-hmm. their time horizons, and so forth and uh, places them into a portfolio that uh, the Questry manages.
2: Gotcha. Okay, okay, understood, understood.
1: And so, yeah, when we're talking about
2: CRM too, I mean, that's primarily regarding mutual funds. Like, I I could be mistaken, but I believe it, like, I mean, it applies to things more than just mutual funds, but is it just mutual funds that are kind of the biggest reason that it was created in the first place, just because of the lack of transparency on the fees that Canadians are paying?
1: Uh, Well, I think mutual funds is one of the reasons, but Uh uh, I, I believe that, uh, Canadians were also not aware what they were paying their brokers. Oh, okay. So uh in, in a lot of situations there were uh commissions that were being paid uh where and, and they were not aware of what the total commissions were so now this makes it a lot more transparent
2: okay okay that, that makes that makes sense yeah
1: okay gotcha so now as far as i know quest doesn't provide some of the
2: more kind of ultra safe uh and i could be wrong here but from my understanding question doesn't provide some of those more ultra safe investment options like gic's for example so for those that want that kind of really high level of safety, despite the low returns that they'll get, you know, what kind of options do you suggest for them?
1: Well, we actually do provide GICs. Oh, okay, nice. Um, they're okay. not listed online. You can't you can't uh, uh, execute a trade with uh, for those GICs electronically because GICs are not uh, not traded on an exchange. It's right. more of an over the counter market. But if uh, clients do call our, our trade desk, we'd be more than happy to uh, uh, provide options for them in in terms of GICs.
2: Okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah, because I was looking around the site and I was wondering, hey, I wonder if you guys offer these because it's 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 not kind of the when I think of Quest Trade, right? I don't think of things like GICs. But that that's good that you guys still offer it, right? So it's not like you have to have a Quest Trade account and then you have to sign up with another bank because you want to open up. Uh, you you want to buy some GICs, for example, you can pretty much it kind of, I guess it sounds like if you know what you, what you want, you can pretty much get it off uh, through Trade. Is that
1: fairly accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And we also have, we also have uh, bond, uh, uh, bo- bond issues that we can provide to clients as well. Okay. Corporate bonds and, and government bonds.
2: Okay. Okay. So in those cases, is that something that, that you would have to call the help desk on or how, what's, what's the process with that?
1: Yes. So okay. if uh, if a client would call call in and, and request those, then mm-hmm. we could we, we would certainly be able to provide that for them.
2: Okay, good to know. So kind of the, the key takeaway is that, yeah, if, if, you, if, if you're if you looking to buy a type of investment, you don't see it on uh, kind of question on the site per se, there's a pretty much a very, very good chance you guys still offer it. It's just you'd have to call the help desk because the, 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 the process, the purchasing process is different essentially, but it's still exactly. all purchasable. Okay, that's great. Second last question I had for you is you know you probably hear a lot of myths from potential customers about online investing, can you share some of the most common and critical misconceptions that Canadians have that you think are really holding them back from investing and, and actually investing properly?
1: I think many Canadians think that they have to do a lot of research and that they they, they need to spend a lot of time with their investments and they and, and uh, some really think that if they're doing it themselves that they have to be very very active. Mm-hmm. and uh, so so that's a misconception. Really, at Quest Trade, we uh, we run the full gamut. For those that want to be very hands on and extremely active, we have a, uh, a platform that allows clients to 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 do that in in a split second. And there's uh, clients that uh, that invest more for the longer term. They know which stocks they, they, they would like. They, they pick uh, a set, uh, uh, a portfolio of of securities that they want to hold for the long term. And they'll put those in their accounts and they're and they're happy with that. And then there there, there are those that uh, are don't really want to do much work when it comes to that or or, or really babysit uh, uh, their investments or they don't know which investments to invest in. And so they can come online. And uh, use our Portfolio IQ product, which I mentioned, is a fully managed mm-hmm. service. So there's there's options for all the different kinds of investors, from the most active to the most passive. Gotcha. Yeah, one of the things I
2: really liked about question it's is it's very friendly to beginner investors as well. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of you know very advanced, uh, investors that, that use Questrade and you guys have, you know, entire platform built out specifically for those, those individuals. But I remember getting quite a few questions just from listeners in the past about, you know, them saying, well, I, you know, I, I have a really small portfolio. I'm just getting started. Like maybe, you know, they're, they're looking to invest their th- first $1,000, let's say. Right. And, and, you know, so they, they're not sure kind of what, you know, what to do, how to do it. Um, and then they read somewhere on, you know, on blog somewhere that, oh, well, if you have such a small portfolio, then. You shouldn't really go to a discount brokerage like you know, like Quest Trade, because you know that's more for people that have bigger portfolios and things like that. But you know what I what I kind of always tell them is actually, you know, I think it's still a good idea to. I still tell them, you know what, QuestTrade is actually a good place to to sign up. In, in particular, because I really, like I said, I really like how you guys offer the ETFs for free. So somebody that's just getting started, just getting their feet wet, you know, they, they it, it's it's very daunting to you know do their first you know ten thousand dollar transaction, right? But you don't have to you don't have to start there, right? You could just start on something very small. You know, you get to buy those ETFs for free. You get familiar with the mechanics, you know, the the interface you guys have, how to buy everything, and so it's kind of a very Low barrier to to get started, uh, and it's not very intimidating because it's not like oh I made a mistake and oh I just got, got charged you know, you know ten dollars and then and and or you know or more for all these kind of different transactions. So I don't know. I I just wanted to say I think that's a great. Thing and it's it, it's it gets people started. It makes it easy. For people to get started with a kind of a very low uh, risk, uh, you know, because they're not paying fees for every little transaction that they have to do. So, yeah, I just want to say I really I really like that. And I think it's it's a good fit for, you know, both both beginners and the more advanced investors. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we can learn from, you know, from you or, you know, learn more about Quest Trade, all of that?
1: Well, we talked about Questrade a little bit, but uh, so so Questrade is not the newcomer. We are uh, we're not some startup fintech that is struggling to uh, to find clients and uh, and and uh, hold hold client accounts and service clients. We've been around for 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 quite some time, and as I mentioned, we are one of Canada's largest online brokers. So we're 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 very proud of our track record. And we are we're so so thrilled to be helping Canadians uh, become more financially successful and, and, and secure. Uh, Questrade has been the fastest growing online broker for the last uh, three years running according to uh, a third party called investor economics that uh, aggregates this type of data and uh, we're, we're just kind of go, going to continue to uh, push the the, the the envelope and to uh, make our services more accessible and and better for Canadians.
0: All right,
2: that's wonderful. All right, Edward, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great uh, chatting with you. Like I said, I've been investing with uh, Questrade for years, so it's great to, you know, and I know a lot of the listeners of the show invest with Questrade as well. So it's just really nice to, you know, have the CEO of the company come on answer some of the questions that I know, you know, I have and, and that I know other listeners of the show have as well. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time.
1: Thank you, Cornell. Appreciate being here. Okay, All thank, the best. Take care, Edward. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.
0: All right, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you are thinking of signing up with Quest Trade, then don't forget to use my refer a friend code to get anywhere from that $25 to $250 for free just for signing up. The link to get that free bonus is Build Wealth Canada ca slash bonus so when you get there just select the free account you want to open and then you're off to the races all right and if you are interested in learning how to be a do-it-yourself investor so you can actually get the lowest fees possible on your investments then don't forget to check out the build wealth canada investing course where you can try out the entire course risk-free by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest And last but definitely not least, if you do have some questions about any particular stocks or ETFs or just want to learn about some of the top stocks in Canada or see some model stock portfolios, then you can get free access to all that research for 30 days by getting a free trial to 5i Research over at buildwealthcanada.ca slash trial and because of the special partnership that i have with them when you sign up you'll also get a free one-year subscription to canadian money saver magazine which is canada's largest personal finance magazine so to get all of that for free just go to buildwealthcanadaca slash trial all right that's all for today have a great week and talk to you soon bye Thanks for listening to the Build Wealth Canada podcast at www.buildwealthcanada.ca.